0: All right, we just wrapped up another episode of the Go With John Show, and we had Lee Gelati and Cheryl Freeman here talking about Trash Away and Clean Away. And uh, we got some very interesting perspectives from Cheryl on managing a large company with lots of employees during COVID. And then she also manages a small team with her mortgage brokerage business as well. So I hope you enjoy this episode as much as we enjoyed speaking with Lee and Cheryl. welcome to another episode of the go with john show we're here today we call this the long and foster studios in mclean uh, virginia because they're kind enough to let us use this space uh, for our recording today we have with us lee gelati and cheryl freeman with trash away cheryl is also a uh, lender with us bank and she actually uh, is one of the preferred lenders over at Stanley Martin Custom Homes. So if uh, you're uh, listening and you're part of the Stanley Martin family and you're interested on how a construction loan works, you can reach out to Cheryl. So welcome, Lee and Cheryl.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank,
0: thank you, John. John. Yep. Delighted so, to be here. Thank you, Cheryl. So, and Lee. So, Lee, can you tell us, how did, you, how did Trash Away get started? How did you start the company? What got you there? <laughs>
2: Well, the company was uh, the brainchild of the uh, first owner, okay. who actually is now deceased. She's, okay. she's passed away. And she had a, uh, a good eye for, for business. Mm-hmm. She was very personable. Mm-hmm. She uh, attended everything that came along quickly mm-hmm. and correctly.
0: And that's what it takes to start a business, Uh right? That's one of the fundamental uh, requirements.
2: Now the company has grown uh, quite a bit more. Yeah, Cheryl is one of the senior uh, officers in the business. Great, and uh, she does a lot of. uh, She she comes with a whole lot of uh, previous experience. Exactly. So there's no teaching time needed <laughs> sure so
0: how did you get involved how did you uh transition from the original owner to to you to you taking over
2: i had uh uh my my first profession was was nursing right and um that's how i met the owner right and she had uh, had she's deceased now but she had a, a very serious uh medical condition that okay. needed attention. Right. And I understood the program. Right. So uh, that's how I got connected. Okay.
0: So you basically took over for her while you were taking care of her.
2: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Very, very interesting. So Cheryl, can you tell us, so what is Trash Away? What What does Trash Away do?
1: Trash Away is a trash and recycling company. We Uh, service homeowners associations which are communities of single-family homes townhomes condos we do bulk pickups we do specialties upon request and it's been around 25 years 26 years and the cleaning company which was the original company started in 1969 wow and Lee joined the cleaning company with the previous with the uh, owner Loretta and from there trash away grew as an offshoot of the cleaning company. Right. They sold the cleaning company about 12 years ago. Right. And um, have been specifically in the trash recycling business since then.
0: Great, so so now who are your customers?
1: Our customers are uh, basically property managers okay. of all the associations. Sometimes it might be the president of a board because okay. they don't have a property manager okay but it's always either a uh, board directed or home or um wait a minute it's either board directed or property management
0: okay okay good 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 good
1: now that being said we definitely deal with the individuals you're going to still deal with the residents because we have found particularly in the last couple of years with COVID, everybody has a cell phone with a camera and a video yeah they're at home at their window waiting for the trash to come and right. i have a overwhelming amount of pictures of trash from homeowners, <laughs> which has been very interesting.
0: Do they ever send you pictures or videos of your guys picking up the trash of, and actually doing yes, their job? we actually yeah. do. We Yes,
1: <laughs> we, we quite frequently get the uh, compliments. However, it's always the ones that are upset right. that you you know, come to the forefront, yep, like any yep, other yep. business.
0: Yeah, yep, yep. But yep. Uh, it's
1: fascinating to me how people can get, I never realized until I got in the industry how involved the average homeowner can be in trash bin recycling pickup.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, Well, I'll great. tell you what, from personal experience, it can be quite frustrating, I think, when... Uh, when uh, when I was uh, in in my, my previous house, and mm-hmm. I'm not gonna mention where it was because I'm not here to throw anybody under the bus. I'm always very careful not to call out anybody when they have struggles, but I had one trash company that was supposed to pick up my trash and they would only come mm-hmm. maybe once every other week and it was really annoying. So then I was gonna switch over to this other trash company, but I didn't cancel the first one right away, so I hired this second one So the second uh, trash company was just as inconsistent as the first. So I was paying for two trash (laughs) pickups. And I was lucky to get trash pickup once a week, and this this was this was about I don't know a year ago or so, and I guess things really were uh, there was difficulty getting workers and labor shortages, and there still is, right? It's, so it's even
1: more so now than it was a year ago. Right. Plus, what people don't understand, and we've been in the whole COVID for a while, that nobody wants to hear it, but the back orders yeah. of getting containers and parts and trucks has yeah. like doubled in the time. Over the last just six months, yeah. and I think you'll see an increase.
0: So you're having supply chain yes, challenges,
1: absolutely. So
0: what do you have? You ever seen anything like that before, Lee? Where we have supply chain challenges like this? I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I don't, don't think, think so. I have. Yeah. yeah. So sh- how do you see this playing out, Cheryl? Do you see it loosening up now? So we're we're today we're we're in June of 2021, right? Do we, what do you see from a supply chain perspective on just the parts for your containers and things? And, and are you having trouble getting vehicle parts?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. In fact, we just purchased three vehicles because I was told it will be a minimum of 12 months to get a vehicle if you order it custom. And then you have another four to five months to um Get the vehicle ready to put on the road. Right,
0: because you got to upfit the vehicle. Yes, absolutely. Right. Yeah.
1: So the the issue is not just getting the vehicle, but there could be one part that's on backwater. Yeah.
0: So the it's like building not, a house. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you're missing it's, a window. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> so therefore, because of supply and demand, we're watching cost increase, just yeah. like you're seeing in building. Yep. And um, I think it's going to continue for a while. Not that it won't transition, but it's going to be a tough 12 months as people gear back up. Right,
0: right. Do you see? Do you see anything loosening up right now, or do you just feel like we're we're still in the thick of it?
1: I see guidelines and policies loosening up, but it's going to take time to catch up right. from all the halt in business. Yeah. That we've experienced over yeah. the last 18 months. Yeah.
0: It's it's really interesting because really the whole shutdown happened, you know, March of 20, right?
1: 20. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. March yep. of 2020. Yep, exactly.
0: And really, for a period of time, everything, I think, from a business perspective was certainly stressful and difficult. I don't want to say it was easy, but we were really we were transitioning to a remote world. And then, and then now here we are a year later, and we're opening up, and we're all ready to go back to work. And now there's been some serious latency in the impact of the shutdown because everybody had parts on the shelf that they were able to ship out, and but they weren't replacing their their warehouse inventory. Yeah, so now absolutely. we're now we've just got to work through that. So do you, do you see the price increases as a temporary thing? And I know that's an impossible question to answer, right? So. But, but what's, your, what's your feeling on? Do you um, feel like we're going to have some inflation and then it's going to come back down, or do you think this pricing pressure is kind of here to stay?
1: That's a great question. So much of that depends on policy, political mm-hmm. policies. Mm-hmm. Um, if we continue, there would be an, a time to catch up. But short term, I definitely see inflation, and I definitely see a real challenge in the next 12 months. Yeah. As far as the future, Unfortunately, they're not going to call me and ask me about the uh, new political (laughs) (laughs) strategies that are going to be put in place. Right, right, right. right. uh, Well, Yogi Berra
0: always said it's, uh, it's always difficult to make predictions, especially when you're talking about the future.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. In the mortgage industry, I always tell them I'm looking at my crystal ball to give them my best advice. Yeah, 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 yeah. uh, And I see it on both sides. It's been very interesting watching, being in a position where I'm on the front line of an emergency business where everybody shows up at the office to an industry where it went remote almost immediately. Yeah. So it's watching the contrast of the two and how business is being done has been really an education.
0: Yeah, so in Trash Away, you were all, you, you had to come to work, Absolutely. right? You certainly can't pick up trash remotely, not yet. <laughs> no, you can't, and
1: unfortunately you can't manage people when you have 80 people from right. home. Right. You right. You really have to show up.
0: Right, so did you guys have any COVID outbreaks in your facility?
1: We did, but knock on wood, we were really very, very fortunate. Right. Um, we got lucky with the timing that the people who did get infected were not, by and large, around a lot of people. Yeah. So we were able to limit it. Good. So we've been very, very fortunate. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: All right, well, that's great. So so we've got Lee and Cheryl with us here from uh, Trash Away. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to be back to talk more about what it is to run a service business. And I wanna hear more about your perspective, Cheryl, on what it was like remote versus uh, in-person. So we'll be right back. Welcome back. We're here with Lee Gelati and Cheryl Freeman with Trash Away and CleanAway. And uh, of course, your websites are TrashAway.com and CleanAway.com if anybody wants to uh, get online and take a look. And uh, Cheryl is also a uh, mortgage lender with U.S. Bank. She does construction loans, refis, new home purchases, all that stuff. And we're going to get together another day and talk about... Um, um, Construction financing because that's always a fun Absolutely. topic. So so Lee and Cheryl want to tell us a little bit about um, the the origins of uh, trash away again. Let's kind of go back and revisit that yeah. for a second. Cheryl, sure. I'll let you kind of chat with Lee a little okay. bit about how you guys got uh, um, or how Lee got
1: sure
0: involved, and then how we got to where we are today.
1: Yeah. Loretta started the cleaning company. And was having a very successful business when the two of you met and she was out in the field running the business and really needed help in the office because it's a challenge to be both both places at one time right and since you were on the board at the Cancer Institute and a scientific nurse and you also hold a business degree from the School of Warden it was a natural fit that she would come in and help her with the office and use your expertise. You were ready to make a transition at that time from nursing. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Yes. So could you say a little bit about that time when you joined and what the business was like?
2: Well, the business was uh, actually um, the, 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 the grandchild, the godchild of Loretto. She had that kind of skill. She was extremely uh, business-oriented. And prompt and correct and uh, she unfortunately she had a uh, medical condition which led to her demise and then uh, it more or less fell more on to me but now it's more on to you
1: yeah but let's talk about back then because back then Loretta was still healthy and she was able to do the job, and you were working in the office. So it was a nice blend between the two of you running the business and gr- and growing the cleaning business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Is that correct? Mm-hmm. So could you tell us a little bit about that, Tom? How the business ran?
2: We had uh, We had mostly female uh, employees, especially in the cleaning areas. And they were uh, they were recruited. And usually, From within, you know, someone knew or someone wanted to know, or some property managers became more aware of the differences in in the services, and um, they became interested as Mm -hmm. well, so. Yeah, Property that's interesting,
1: because Trash Away is still a referral-based business, primarily, yeah, 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 is how we get our contracts and how we get yes, our people. Yes, So it hasn't changed since 1969. Very interesting. It
2: was a good start, and it's uh-huh. still, still running.
1: Absolutely. So since you were in the cleaning industry, I know Loretta was the one who wanted to branch out into the trash simply because it was such a symbiotic relationship since we do mostly homeowners associations and property managers are always looking at the maintenance of their compactors or their equipment mm-hmm. the cleanliness of the trash rooms mm-hmm. and recycling and how things are done it was a natural fit to be able to have both sides mm-hmm. of the business so that they could work in tandem and mm-hmm. make it a smooth transition mm-hmm. all the way around for everyone yeah. a lot less headaches yes did you find in the beginning how was how was that as you started the trash company.
2: Well, the the uh, we started the trash company because there were uh, lots of lots of properties where they didn't have space to store the throw outs that the uh, residents were giving. Well, we can pick that up, and we make a, make it on a regular basis. Sometimes it's daily. Most so basically, of the
1: time. bulk trash up and specialty pickups is where you started uh-huh. the company. Uh-huh. So you didn't really start. Picking up the trash, you started as a specialty company, picking up bulk special items that are necessary. Mm-hmm. Okay, and how did it evolve? Just because of the demand,
2: and the service, the, the service, quality the of, the of the service, of service. and we be, be became. Uh, it, in the in, you probably know very well in the uh, mortgage business, uh, the property managers have a lot of uh, say in what goes on in the program and what goes on, uh, who does it better, what are the issues. So that's, uh, we've got a good connection with that group too.
1: Yes, that is definitely, uh, from from being on both sides of the business, both businesses are hugely a referral business and there are key people that network and make Mm -hmm. the businesses as far as referrals go. Mm -hmm. I think that is true of both industries. Mm-hmm. Yes, with particularly if you're dealing with homeowners associations versus an individual subscription, mm-hmm. definitely yeah. makes a difference. It's a network, and definitely quality and referrals count tremendously.
2: Mm-hmm. As does the upkeep of your equipment. You know, the cleanliness of your equipment mm-hmm. is something that the residents see <clears throat> because they set out their trash on certain, certain days. Absolutely. Um, most of them want to see it. Yes, yes,
1: yes. Now, I know Trash Away strives hard to keep their equipment always ready and clean and um, updated. Yeah. and We, the, we and, take pride in what it looks like on yeah. the road. Yes.
2: Uh-huh. And the, and the uh, outfits for the drivers and helpers are, uh, you know, they're, we're, they're expected to be clean and, and presentable.
0: So that's great. So you guys hit on some really amazing things there and you know one lee you just mentioned the uniforms i think if you're in the service industry the uniforms are everything i remember when i had my water damage company we always had a strict uniform policy and we would get lots and lots of compliments from our customers mm-hmm. that our technicians looked very professional when they showed up you know we had to wear we had to wear you know black boots and and tan pants and we had a company shirt uh, khaki khaki work pants and a company shirt and uh, you had to wear a belt and all those little details and a hat, (laughs) you know, so I don't know if people really wear a lot of hats anymore. But but the other thing that you guys, that really caught my attention when you guys were chatting is if you have a company and you're providing great service, you will have more business than you can handle. It's an amazing thing in Northern Virginia. I don't think that works really everywhere on the planet, but in Northern Virginia, there is a vacuum of, of uh, that's the wrong word. I would say in Northern Virginia there are very few companies that really provide a great service, great value, and do it well all the time. And if you do that, you will get referral business, and then you don't need to spend a lot of money um, on marketing. So it's it's uh, it was interesting to hear you guys chat about some of those some of those details. Really caught my attention as lessons that I learned when I was a, a young business uh, owner and employed myself. So um, it's uh, it's the same rules. If you follow the rules, you have to know what the rules are, and then you have to be able to have the discipline to implement.
1: Absolutely. Yep. I couldn't agree more with that statement, John. Yep,
0: And it's all, you know, Jeff Detweiler says it's all about the execution. We all know how to do it but the execution is the key.
1: Well, I would tag onto that because I'm constantly telling our people, it takes a lot of work to get to good, Mm -hmm. but it only takes one or two more steps to be excellent. Yes. It's that one more phone call, that one more follow-up that separates you from good to excellent. Yeah. And we're not stopping at good. Right. We're looking for excellent, not perfection, but that one more step. Right. You know, we're the only trash company that I'm aware of that works seven days a week.
0: Wow.
1: We have four holidays. Yeah. Uh, other than that, we're on the road every yeah. day.
0: Yeah. You have two less holidays than I have. <laughs> we have six.
1: <laughs> well, we have, the, the fourth one's optional, depends on if the yeah. facilities are closed or not. So, what are your four holidays? Christmas, New Year's, Thanksgiving, and sometimes the 4th of July, depending on if the disposal facilities are closed or not. Mm-hmm. Right. We oh, rotate around right. that because yeah, that's yeah, another yeah. issue. Yeah. Particularly with COVID, they're not open like they had been. Right. Previously, everybody so you get had more staggered holidays. hours. Not really; they're still open, just staggered hours. It makes it more challenging because you have less time to get there. Yeah, it's yep. not like yep. they close totally.
0: Yeah, fantastic. All right, so we're going to take another break, and when we're when we come back, uh, we're going to chat about uh, some lessons learned and, okay. and 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 how to run a business, and uh, uh, sh- maybe Cheryl and Lee can uh, share a couple of uh, tips and tricks with us that they've learned along the way. We'll be right back. <laughs> okay. All right, we are back with Lee and Cheryl with Trash Away and Clean Away, and Cheryl is also with U.S. Bank. So, uh, during the break, I was asking if if we had any lessons learned, and Cheryl, uh, you had some thoughts on lessons learned during COVID, with the contrast between the two businesses that you operate.
1: Absolutely. What has come to the forefront for me in the last couple of years, actually I've been doing this for three years, but when you're running a mortgage team, you're gonna have three to five people max and you're gonna close a couple of hundred million and that's your team. Right. When you're running a trash company or a service company, we have as many 75, 80 employees. Right. And you look into management and I have been surprised To see the difference in being a boss and being a leader. Right. Getting a title and think you're going to tell people what to do versus getting people to be part of a team. Right. Getting people to rally around you to see the vision, to move forward, to become something different. Mm -hmm. Not to do the same old, same old, or not even just to take instructions. Right. And you don't make leaders. Leaders make themselves. Right. You hire people in a position of management, and some people come in and follow the chain of command, and other people come in and take leadership. Mm -hmm. They just automatically do it. People become behind them. They respect them. They move forward. Mm -hmm. Where just because you have a title doesn't mean you're going to be respected or have authority. Right. You actually earn it. Yeah. And that has been so clear to me.
0: Right. Right. So how many how many managers do you have for your eighty? So how many people do you work with at so who's on the front line with you, at Trash Away? How many people?
1: We have it, it rotates because the largest group we have are helpers on the trucks, right? And that is an entry level job right so you're gonna have more turnover in that position especially these days when people are getting a check from the government right. and you're competing with stay home and make money versus coming to work and mm-hmm. I'm telling you I have a whole new respect for the trash and industry and the cleaning industry as I've gotten into it and seen the nuances and how hard these people work
2: mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. is by
1: far I sit down and I I'm the one who does the interviews at the moment which that will be changing with operations right however as I sit down with these young young men mostly for helpers we do have three women drivers getting a fourth one right but the but the helpers are are all men and I speak with them from all kinds of backgrounds construction landscaping weightlifting moving and by far they all tell me the trash industry is harder Mm-hmm. because you're on your feet all day long you're constantly lifting mm-hmm. not everything is solid a lot mm-hmm. of these uh, containers that they pick up or the bags they pick up or like a sack of potatoes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you're dealing with glass you're dealing with all kinds of things that people throw in that they're not supposed to right and you don't know until you start putting it in the truck right so it's also can have its share of hazard yeah. And they, these these guys really, really work hard. But especially
0: it's, during COVID, especially on the early days yes, of COVID when absolutely. we didn't know if there was COVID all over everything.
1: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, we were so fortunate. They showed up. They came to work. Nobody yeah. grumbled. Of the 80 people, I had one mm-hmm. that chose to stay home. Mm-hmm. Everybody else came to work. Yeah, and also what the other thing the flip side people don't understand is trash and recycling's up at least thirty three percent due to COVID. Right. Because the more people at home.
0: And they're ordering everything through the mail Absolutely. and you've got boxes yes. and you've got just just packaging trash.
1: Yes. Most trash rooms did not accommodate Amazon. Yeah. You know, and all the the special deliveries yeah. that we currently have. In fact we have clients that we service seven days a week, twice a day. Yeah, because their trash rooms were not built to accommodate the level of trash and recycling we have today.
0: Amazing, amazing. So, how many back to? So I was trying uh-huh. to get. Sorry. So no, that's okay. That was all good information. And I so I think you answered my question, but you're yeah. really on the front line with everybody right
1: now. I'm definitely on the front line with everybody. That's spreading you pretty thin. The only way I know what's going on with the entire company and to know which direction to go and how to really be a leader yeah. is to know what's going on in every department yeah. and put the right people in the right department to run that department. Yep. Now, that have you I'm... gone
0: undercover boss and actually put on the, the the jumpsuit and gone out and picked up trash?
1: I have not picked up trash, but I have definitely done my share of being on the lot and following trucks and yeah. being involved with the guys. And um, I have been very, very involved. Not that I think, as you said, you're spread thinly; you can't be everywhere. Right, right. But I can't imagine never going to the lot. You know, we start early, 5:30 in the morning. Yeah. So I can't imagine not ever showing up and paying attention because if you don't, you never see your people. Right. And it's not just the job; it's who are they? How are right. they representing you? How are they interacting with each other?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
1: so much more to the job than just getting on a truck and picking up trash. Yeah, but no, that's no true kidding. with everything. It is. You know, it's
0: really amazing when you start getting into the details of anything; it's always much more complicated than you think.
1: Absolutely, it doesn't
0: matter what it is, changing a light bulb.
1: Yes, and also communication as I said in the mortgage industry you're looking at three people on a team to five people, generally on a mortgage team, just like right. real estate. Yeah. However, and in, you, and you work
0: closely with them every day absolutely. and you're all pretty close yes. and you trust each other, you have each other's back yes. and and you're all fighting the same battle in a good way. I say Absolutely. battle, but but you've got a lot of you've got a lot of tasks coming at you, yes. rapid fire and you got to execute well.
1: Absolutely. Yep. And when you have 75, 80 people, you cannot have that relationship. Right. It's a different level of leadership and a different mm-hmm. level of getting their respect and getting to know them. And I do feel it's it's my job, it's our job as managers to get to know the people. It's mm-hmm. not just okay to hire and put them on a truck. And mm-hmm. that's that.
0: So is there a lesson learned in there? I know I know there's a there's a reality that you've become aware of, right? The difference. But is there a lesson that you would share yes. with other business owners?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Be direct, be honest, transparent from the very very beginning. Mhm. Be consistent mm-hmm. and keep the same message. Yeah. And I have found, you know, we have an incredible diverse group on the lot mm-hmm. and when we show up in the morning from all different nationalities mm-hmm. and I didn't realize until I got into it even when you start talking about race and all the things that go along with that whole can of worms how much it is within the own ethnicity right. of judgment right? from country to country from right. area to area right. so dealing with all of that in some ways it's been a gift that I haven't had the knowledge because to me They're people. Yeah. And everybody deserves to be treated fairly. Right. So to be adamant about respect and, you know, again, it's an entry-level job, and we probably have 40 to 45 helpers Mm -hmm. on the lot. Mm -hmm. So to make it clear where you stand and Mm -hmm. what you believe in and where you're going is Mm -hmm. incredibly important. It, it, Uh,
0: It boils down to the three fundamental words of having success in business, you got to be fair to be a leader, right? Yes. You got to be fair, you got to be firm and you got to be consistent.
1: Absolutely. And, and you and have to track it and you have to track it. Yeah. You yeah. have to have accountability and you have yeah. to be able to track it when you sit down and talk to somebody and show them that you are on top of it and not that this is your opinion. Yeah. yeah. This is what happened. Here it is. It's not personal. What are we going to do about it?
0: Yeah. 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 You know, it's amazing. It's always, Hindsight 2020, yes. right? It's Absolutely. so easy to sit here and talk about what you have to do mm-hmm. to be successful. And it's so easy to talk about what the f- keys are. But when you, it's, it's just like you could tell a kid, you could tell a 15-year-old kid how easy it is to drive. But as soon as they get the keys <laughs> at 16 and they get behind the wheel, the Lord mm-hmm. help us all, right? Tell it's, me that. Uh, it's, uh, it's the same thing with a business. You can sit and study it. Yes. When you sit at your desk and you're the leader of a small team yes. or a big organization, Yes. It is, stuff gets thrown at you all day long that you just can't imagine. Yes. And you got to deal with it.
1: And I don't consider us big. We're not small. We're kind of that in-between. Yeah. We're definitely growing. We definitely get more um, proposals for work than we can handle. Yeah. Particularly now that. Things are getting back ordered and, and people are a little bit harder yeah. to hire. Yeah. Um, so we will slow down just because of that. It's yeah. not because we can't handle it, it's because we don't have the resources right, at right. this time at our disposal. Yeah.
0: And and you know, another challenge that, that we're in right now you mentioned the back orders again. Every task that a business has open on on their organization costs money every day that task is open. Yes. Every day you have a truck that needs an alternator yes it's on somebody's mind it's burning up bandwidth within your people and it's driving costs up absolutely. these are the things that are driving the costs up
1: absolutely you know when
0: you when you're building a house and you're 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 stuck. That house is costing money every week. The books mm-hmm. are open because yes. the project manager can't take on any new projects, and mm-hmm. it's it's a pretty serious situation in our in our society right mm-hmm. now. So. And it
1: requires more micromanaging. Absolutely. To stay on top of it. Absolutely. I mean, it's a silly example, but we go order containers, but you can't get the wheels. Yeah. So how can you deliver the containers if nobody can push it? Right. How do you deliver something if you have no lids? Right. It's those yeah. little things, yeah, and nobody wants to hear it, but yeah. that is the reality. Yeah,
0: and it's the reality through all industries right yes, now. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I went to my favorite burger shop yesterday for lunch, and the burgers went up two dollars uh-huh. a piece. Yes, in a very short time. Yeah, it's yes. crazy. So, Cheryl, so you, so are there any other lessons that you've learned along the way?
1: Yes, communication. Yeah. I have learned a whole new level of communication mm-hmm. because I have the opportunity to work with lay people, people who are doing labor all day long mm-hmm. and come from a different mindset. Yes. Also from entry level, yes. I'm not talking about across the board, but we have a lot of people who are just getting in the workforce right. and are learning. I also work with accountants. I work with business people. I work with um, CEOs of companies because we're dealing with, you know, um, homeowners associations. Right. I'm dealing with marketing, the books, on a whole different level. So I see both sides. Yeah. And the sometimes the miscommunication between what I consider the internal workings of the company versus the external, which are out doing the job. Right. Is just huge. Yes. So much of what I do is translate.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Fortunately, mm-hmm. I grew up in the sticks in southern Virginia with 1,500 people, and you cannot be isolated. It's no socioeconomic division. Everybody's right. together whether you like it or not, Right. and you're not going to like everybody. But right. you do have to get along because you're going to grow up in that exactly. community. And so I have never realized what an asset that was, because I'll sit and listen to accountants explain or HR explain to workers what is going on, and it makes perfect sense, but they have no idea what was said. Right. And the business person is talking to the laborer, and they're being very clear and they have no clue. And somebody who doesn't know doesn't want to say, I don't know, because nobody wants to look stupid.
0: Yep. yep so yep.
1: I'm constantly saying, time out, stop. You can't present it that way. Yep. We have to present it another way. Right. Because they're very educated in many ways. Right. They're smart. They just don't have the same language. Right. And then you throw in English being a second language or a third language. Yeah. And then you have a whole another layer. Yeah. And I even find the people that have a real command of the English language when things get intense you go back to your roots. Right. And what a word means over here in this language doesn't mean the same thing in this language. Right. So we're saying the same thing but we're not walking away with the same perception. Yeah. I mean, so I'm constantly it. asking what did I say? Yeah. What did you hear? Yes. Because I need it back because so many times it's so not what what, what I thought was said. Or the other person thought they mm-hmm. said mm-hmm. so that has been incredible to watch yeah. over the last three years
0: uh, in I think communication in general is mm-hmm. extremely challenging I think uh, in our little team of you know there's five of us mm-hmm. on our team maybe six depending on how you count um, we have miscommunications between our groups and mm-hmm. uh, it is uh, or between our team members and it's it's uh, it's so easy to have happen. And, and especially when you work together every day mm-hmm. and you think everybody understands everything you say, people get complacent and you say something and you expect something's gonna happen and then something different happens and you're. that's not what I said. It is, communication is really, really difficult. And i mention mentioned this on the show all the time, Stephen Covey's uh, mm-hmm. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I always say habit number five, is everything
1: absolutely seek
0: first to understand yes and then be understood so trying to understand yes. what somebody else is communicating to you so you can execute what you need to execute and then from those lessons learn how to communicate better to the team so that's absolutely. great Absolutely,
1: and the same is true in the field many times you'll have people working in the maintenance for a building that don't speak English Mm -hmm. and your drivers and helpers may be only speaking English. Right. And all of a sudden there's an altercation because they simply didn't understand each other. They both misinterpreted what was going on.
0: Yep. 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 So
1: it's, it's, it's very common.
0: Yep. Yep. So Cheryl, in closing, you are the second woman to take over a woman owned company. Lee, took over for Loretta, and now you are taking over from Lee. Does that have any impact on you at all?
1: Yes, it does have an impact. I feel really privileged Mm -hmm. uh, to be in the position to be able to affect so many lives Mm -hmm. in such a different way than in mortgages. I'm not just affecting the people on the lot, but most of the people that work in our, work in our industry have extended families, have mm-hmm. families overseas, mm-hmm. and it's so much more far-reaching yeah, and we work really hard to give people an opportunity. We have a program where we are sponsoring helpers who've been with us and shown that they're responsible and able to get their CDL licenses. Mm-hmm. Uh, It's very hard when you're a new CDL driver to get a job. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to give you experience on their time. Right. It's a lot of risk. Yes, it is. And to have a mentor uh, program in place. And not that everybody's going to stay. Yeah. But if you can make a difference in somebody's ability to move on, to take care of the family, to do things, Mm -hmm. it changes the world one piece at a time. Mm -hmm. And that's really rewarding to see. And not that I can affect everybody because I can't. Right. But I can certainly help the ones that are willing to help themselves. Yeah, yeah. At least give them an opportunity when they felt like the doors were shut and there was no opportunity.
0: Right. Fantastic. So in, in in wrapping this up, is there anything that either one of you want to add to this conversation today?
1: I feel honored and privileged to be able to step in after Loretta and Lee. Mm-hmm. That, first of all, Lee trust me and... As I move forward with the company, because surely the way we've been doing business, even pre-COVID, is not the way we're going to be doing business in the future. Right. Life is changing. Yes. But I also feel a certain responsibility as far as the legacy Mm -hmm. and what Lee and Loretta created as a company, the reputation and the service it's big shoes to fill. Right. Particularly in today's challenges. Yes. So being able to look at the landscape and where is business in general going and then where is this industry going. Right. And the same is very true with mortgages. Right. It has a lot of overlap. Yes. So thank you, Lee. I sincerely appreciate the opportunity.
2: <laughs> You're very welcome.
0: It's an amazing story. I'm honored to have you guys here with me today, both of you ladies, and uh, really enjoyed listening to uh, your your stories and hearing how you're working together and, Lee, how you took the company and ran it and built it and now um, are, are handing off to Cheryl. So it's an, it's an amazing story. Yeah, and
2: it's she's amazing. doing very well.
0: She is. She is. She's an amazing person. I've known Cheryl a long time, and uh, she's going to do very well with this.
1: Thank you, John.
0: You're very welcome. All right, well, that wraps up our conversation today with Lee Gelati and Cheryl Freeman. And uh, we thank you for listening. So just like Lee and Cheryl have done, go out there and build something extraordinary.
1: Mm, Thank you.